Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the May 6th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. So today we'll be looking at the numbers 1030 to 1032 of the Catechism. 3. The final purification or purgatory. 1030. All who die in God's grace and friendship, but still imperfectly purified, are indeed assured of their eternal salvation. But after death, they undergo purification so as to achieve the holiness necessary to enter the joy of heaven. 1031. The Church gives the name purgatory to this final purification of the elect, which is entirely different from the punishment of the damned. The Church formulated her doctrine of faith on purgatory, especially at the councils of Florence and Trent. The tradition of the Church, by reference to certain texts of Scripture, speaks of a cleansing fire. As for lesser faults, we must believe that before the final judgment there is a purifying fire. He who is truth says that whoever utters blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will never be pardoned either in this age nor in the age to come. For this sentence we understand that certain offences can be forgiven in this age, but certain others in the age to come. This teaching is also based on the practice of prayer for the dead, already mentioned in sacred scripture. Therefore Judas Maccabeus made atonement for the dead, that they might be delivered from their sin. From the beginning the church has honoured the memory of the dead and offered prayers in suffrage for them, above all the Eucharistic sacrifice so that thus purified they may attain the beatific vision of God. The Church also commends almsgivings, indulgences and works of penance undertaken on behalf of the dead. Let us help and commemorate them. If Job's sons were purified by their father's sacrifice, why would we doubt that our offerings for the dead bring them some consolation? Let us not hesitate to help those who have died and to offer our prayers for them. So here we have the section on purgatory. Again, purgatory is not a very popular topic. In fact, it's a tragedy that priests and deacons and bishops no longer preach about the last things. They don't preach about heaven and hell, about judgment and purgatory, about death. But these things are vital to help us to live life well. It's very hard to get to heaven if you never think about it. So we really have to aim for heaven. Aim for eternal life. Aim for paradise. And the Lord will bring us there. One of the ways he brings us there is through purgatory. Purgatory is not this terrible place. I know certain poetry, Dante and the rest of it, um, kind of gives us the idea of purgatory as being a terrible place. But purgatory is the waiting room to heaven. Purgatory is this time when we are prepared for heaven. Because again, yes, some people can die ready to go to heaven. There are people who have lived very virtuous lives, people who have cooperated 
almost perfectly with the will of God, people who have served their whole lives, people who have taken care of others, people who have had great prayer lives. But to be honest, most of us are selfish. Most of us have, are self-centred. Most of us are looking for ourselves too often. And most of us are living lives that are mixed. That sure, there are good elements, but unfortunately there are bad elements. There are times when we do good, there are times when we're great, but there are times when we're not so great. And to see that purgatory is there, that if we have chosen God, that probably we go to purgatory, which is a preparation for heaven. This cleansing fire, which isn't a punishing fire, it's a cleansing fire, a purifying fire, that prepares us for paradise, that makes us ready for heaven that allows our eyes to behold the beatific vision. This is what purgatory is about. This is what we're invited to. Again, I'd invite you, if you've got doubts in this matter, to look at Spe Salvi, Saved in Hope, the encyclical of Pope Benedict XVI, which again, in my opinion, is the best thing he ever wrote. This encyclical, this letter, that if you buy it, it's like a small book, but it is a really beautiful meditation on why we should have hope and also hope for our dead. That God purifies them and gets them ready. And again, it's not so much to think of this as a sad place. In fact, um, different saints have seen purgatory as being very beautiful. I mean, Saint Catherine of Genoa is one in particular. She had these visions of purgatory and she said, I believe no happiness can be, can be found worthy to be compared with that of a soul in purgatory, except that of the saints in paradise. And day by day, this happiness grows as God flows into these souls more and more as the hindrance to his entrance is consumed. Sin's rust is the hindrance, and the fire burns this rust away, so that more and more the soul opens itself up to the divine in flowing. So this vision of Catherine, St. Catherine of Genoa, is that we're being prepared for the joy of heaven. It's like a, a beauty parlor nearly. That it's this, I heard some priest once using the image of purgatory being like a bride on the morning of her wedding, where she desires to be beautiful, and where she becomes beautiful, where the the, the the hairdresser comes and does her hair, where everything is made good for her, that there are, her friends are helping her to dress or her, or her family are helping her to dress beautifully and that she looks the most beautiful in her life, perhaps. And it's this joy of preparing and of becoming beautiful. This is what purgatory is like, preparing ourselves for the love of God, preparing ourselves for this heavenly state and that this is uh, what God does with us. Again, God always works things out of love, bringing us, preparing us for himself. And purgatory is nothing to be frightened of, but is really this, uh, this preparation, this preparation for heaven, and that the Lord, in his goodness, allows us this possibility. So really, um, today, really to see that God is giving us hope that we can have hope in front of purgatory. 
that the Christian is one who always has hope. And so very well, tomorrow we'll continue. Tomorrow we'll be looking at Numbers 10.33 to 10.37 of the Catechism. God bless.